Learn more about Elkhart County, Indiana at visitelkhartcounty.com and plan your next adventure. Join us next time for more well-crafted stories about the people and places along the Heritage Trail. We're back with another great podcast episode for you. My name's Amanda, and I'm with the Elkhart County CVB, and I'm going to kick off this episode with Jameson from the City of Elkhart Parks and Recreation Department. If you're a listener of this podcast, you'll remember that we had Jameson with us just a couple of weeks ago, and then last week, we heard from Tanya, who is with the Goshen Parks and Recreation Department, and she shared that Goshen has 22 parks when you combine the large city parks and the neighborhood parks. So Jameson, to kick this off, we're going to do a little pop quiz for you. How many parks does the city of Elkhart have? Well, uh, that's easy to answer. We have uh, 53 park properties, 33 of which we call community parks. Okay. And that, you know, that makes sense because Elkhart is the largest city here in Elkhart County, and then Goshen is the second largest. So between the two of you, you've got a lot of green space and a lot of parks. Yeah. Yeah. We have about 500 acres of green space in the city of Elkhart. And, uh, it's cool. Um, I love that you're highlighting parks, by the way, because I don't know if you know this, but July is National Parks Month. So you are just right on cue for this. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it is the very end of July. So hopefully the listeners have been out and enjoying all the green space for the last month. But really, people should be out in the parks um, all the time, not just in July, but they certainly should celebrate them. And you know, what's really cool, uh, Jameson, about you and your staff, you guys do a great job activating those parks, that acreage, but you can you can really start to make some family memories by renting some of the facilities, right? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. We actually have five uh, indoor rentable pavilions, uh, and then we've got about, I don't know, five or so outdoor shelters, as we call them, uh, you know, open air pavilions. And so these indoor ones, they're really cost effective. Um we, we try to keep them, you know, very equitable and low cost so that people have a place to go. Um, you know, they're not as nice as Lex 530 or Hotel Elkhart, but um, they are definitely big places, uh, anywhere from 125 to 250 capacity. Um, oh, wow. Included kitchens, all kinds of great amenities in our parks with playgrounds. And so it's a, it's a great place to have family reunions or people do weddings, quinceañeras. Um, you name it, baby showers, they have it. Um, they, they are very cool uh, opportunities for, for the residents and community members. But uh, the five of those, if you're interested, are High Dive, McNaughton, uh, Pier Moran, Willowdale, and Studebaker Parks. Those are great. And those are beautiful parks. So, you know, Jameson, like you said, you can have your quinceanera, you can have your birthday party, you can have your class reunion there. And you're right at the park. So if you've got even a wedding that has a bunch of kids, it's great because those kids can go outside, wear off that energy, and the adults can have a lot of fun with the dancing and everything, and everybody is going to be tired at the end of the night. So, you know, we've talked about parks and green spaces and all of that, but one thing I think is super cool that the city just did is put in some really cool pickleball courts, and pickleball is really, really trendy right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fastest growing sport in the U.S., that is crazy. You know, Tanya was telling us that too. And that is so amazing because can you kind of explain how pickleball works? My my understanding is it's kind of like tennis, mm-hmm. a little bit slower, uses the same type of surface, yep. but I don't understand any of it past that. Sure. Um, and, and, you know, 
the dark secret is that I have not actually played around <laughs> a pickleball, which is crazy because it seems so fun. Uh, we had a huge group when we were at the Tolson Center, and I told myself I will I will play one of these days, and I I never made the chance. But it's it's three fourths the size of tennis. Um, you can fit two pickleball courts on a, a tennis court, but uh, it's basically played with a wiffle ball. Um, it was actually started by uh, two executives that were in Washington at the time, and uh, it grew from there from the uh, I think the 60s or 70s, and uh, it's it since became really popular. But the the actuality is that it's it's really it's tennis, but it's not as as intense. And there's rules to prevent you from like volleying super crazy. Oh, volleying. okay. So there's there's different skills. So it's easy to pick up, but hard to master. Um, and so it's it's a really neat sport. And uh, you're gonna see more and more pickleball. You're gonna see youth programs come out. It's gonna be the next Olympic sport. Uh, for all of those reasons that it's low impact, it the sport itself is really aimed to bring teamwork and not so much a, a feeling of competitiveness. And there's a saying about, you know, that's a tennis attitude. Get that out of here. You know, so it's supposed to be more fun and, and team oriented. Oh, my gosh. I hope that pickleball becomes the uh, curling of the Summer Olympics because curling in the Winter Olympics I have no idea what the scoring system of that is, but it is it's fun to watch, right? It's really fun to watch. Now, where are these new pickleball courts that the city just did? So uh, right near one of those indoor rentable pavilions, at, but it's at Studebaker Park. Uh, okay. which is actually one of our oldest parks in the city, uh, dedicated to us by the Studebaker brothers in the late 1800s, I think 1898. So. Oh. They're on top of old tennis court ball courts. And uh, yeah, there's about six of them, I believe. We put six or eight out there. So really great. Um, we're going to be doing tournaments. We're working with Elkhart County Pickleball Association. Um, there'll be rules posted. And then we're working on a loaner program for paddles and whatnot for anybody who wants to come and just try it out. Oh, that is awesome. And, you know, we mentioned that we're right at the end of July. And so we've, we're stacking up things to do and school's getting ready to go back. But it's been hot. And I don't know that those temperatures are going to cool down uh, anytime soon. Now, the city and the parks have some pools and some splash pads and stuff. Can you remind the listeners of where those great water amenities are so that we can start to continue to cool off, I guess I should say? Yeah, absolutely. Um, our We have four aquatic facilities here in the city of Elkhart. Um, our smallest being McNaughton Spray Park and then Pyramoran Pool. Uh, or I'm sorry, Nibco Spray Park is our smallest, uh, and then Cotton Spray Park, and then Pyramid Pool, and then our largest facility being Ideal Beach, um, yeah. which I will tell you, Ideal Beach is, has been a little, uh, not abandoned, but uh, we've got some work to do over there, but we've got big plans for it, so I hope people can get out and see, you know, what I'm considering as the before uh, renovations, yeah. we're going to be rolling out a public campaign for the after the renovations, but uh, yeah, we, we're excited by that. And so the pools and everything end uh, July 29th, but the McNaughton Spray Park will continue on weekends uh, throughout until September. Okay, great. And also ending in September, towards the end of September, is the park's passport. Can you yeah. tell listeners a little sure. bit about that cool program that you launched this year? Oh my gosh, yeah. So we've worked with Enfocus, uh, and uh, we are being we're we're grateful to be sponsored by the Community Foundation and Goshen Health Systems. Um, and really, it's it's just a way to activate our parks. And so you can go online. You can also come into the office, and you and we're out in the events, and we're even coming to playgrounds to pass these uh, little pamphlets out. And they're really just 
different activities and different things that you know you and your families can do uh, to be in the parks and, and check things out. And then you check, you know, kind of these these uh, tests, and then yeah. you can come into the office and get prizes uh, with a, oh, wow. and a bicycle for a kid. So it's pretty neat. Um, and we're just trying to get people to realize that there's there's a lot of fun things to do in the parks and to get out of their homes and do something with their kids. Absolutely. And being outdoors uh, is really important. One of my favorite things to do in Elkhart uh, on a Saturday morning is to go downtown, stop in at the Electric Brew, grab a coffee, and head over to the Elkhart Farmer's Market. And that is uh, going on for about another couple of months, right? That also ends towards the end of September? Yep, that'll be, uh, I believe it's the last weekend of September, uh, okay. last Saturday of September. And our farmer's market is 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. Uh, you know, there's about uh, 25 vendors that we have now. There's three different uh, produce vendors. There's a flower vendor. There's baked goods, coffee, um, art, artist, handmade artisan stuff. Uh, we have a pottery guy. Um, yeah, I mean, it's and, and it's awesome because it's a rotating. It's not the same people. Mm -hmm. There are some people there every time, but it's a rotating amount of people that that are kind of in and out. And so it's it seems like every week there's something new. And and I constantly tell myself I'm going to stop spending as much money as I am there. But I I always I just find really great stuff and the produce. Oh, yeah. delicious. It's hard because that produce is so beautiful. The flowers when they're there are stunningly gorgeous. And I mean, I got to let you in on a little secret. When I grab that coffee, it's usually after I've worked out in the morning. And then sometimes you've got a really great cinnamon roll vendor and a really great bundt cake vendor. And they're perfect because they've got the eco-friendly plates and oh, yeah. the forks and the napkins. And so I can eat the proof uh, that I had that and come back with the really nice uh, salads and vegetables and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, balance is, is what you need in life. Yep. You know, you can't be so arduous that you, you don't treat yourself every now and then. But I will tell you that last farmer's market I went and I don't know how I haven't realized this before. I've gotten stuff from her, but there's a lady um, and I forget the name of the booth, but she has this delicious coffee cake. And I just oh, ate yeah. half of that thing myself. It was supposed to be for my whole family on Sunday and it never made it past Saturday. So that's why you get two. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But you got to get there early because she says she usually sells out of those, which is why I never have had it because I always go around 11. So yeah, um, yeah so got to get there early. And early is, does it open at eight, nine, yep. eight, eight o'clock? 12 p.m. Okay. Perfect. And like you said, those baked goods do sell out in the morning. And, you know, another thing that I really love about uh, Elkhart and downtown are the rivers that surround this city. And I think we've talked a little bit about before uh, that Elkhart has a lot of great kayaking. And as we're approaching fall, you know, it's not it's not too cold to kayak. And Jameson, I know I've seen the pictures of you going out in the winter um, and kayaking, and I'm not yeah. sure that I have the the skill set for that. Which I know the skill set's not different. That's just me really trying to say I'm not going out when it's that cold. But in the fall, it is stunningly beautiful. Where can people launch those kayaks? Sure, absolutely. And you're right. The skill set's no different. It's the attitude, really. Yeah. The, the uh -huh. willingness. Uh, but I will tell you, the most peaceful time on the water is in February when it's just silent and peaceful. And anyways, I'm, I'm not preaching to the choir here, so it's fine. But um, <laughs> I, I will tell you that for any time of the year, you know, uh, our rivers are, are extremely underutilized and precious and people don't realize how clean they are. Um, mm -hmm. I like to tell people that 
you know, we, we've done the research, we've got an aquatic biologist, they've been studying the rivers for 20 years. We know that it's, it's a healthy ecosystem, safe to be in. Um, and so you can uh, safely kayak the rivers. Um, my favorite spot to get in is at the Elkhart Environmental Center. You can also get in at Oxbow, although right now there's a big log jam that's there uh, right near the Oxbow Bend. So you got a portage around at Oxbow Park, but you can put in at Rogers Park in Goshen, Shanklin Park, uh, Oxbow Environmental Center, Studebaker Park, uh, and then as you go down, you can get out at um, Beardsley Park, and we have these new ADA kayak launches, um, and Beardsley Park is right at the nexus where the Elkhart River uh, tees into St. Joe, um, and so uh, these ADA kayak launches, they're called easy launches, and they're great for people who you know, might be kayaking alone or they're just, you know, they're not great at getting in and out of the water comfortably. Uh, and so all you do is pedal around and, and paddle around and just pull yourself up and, and they're really great. Uh, we just installed those last year and there's one at Edgewater Park down the river uh, and one at Beardsley. And that really is, I mean, that makes the, the water so accessible for somebody that may have just a minor physical limitation, or like you mentioned, certainly if you're kayaking alone, it's sometimes not the easiest to get in. Um, and then I know when I kayak, I am always afraid I'm going to tip that little thing over if I don't get in quite right. So using those um, helpful tools are really nice and, and take out any limitation you have to getting out and enjoying that. Yeah. So Jameson, you know, we, every time you're on the podcast, it's a great conversation and we cover so much, but I know on the website, you've got information for all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. What is the best spot, you know, on social and what's the website for people to learn about rentals and the hours for the spray parks and all of that stuff? Yeah. So following us on social media, um, each of our spray, our facilities have its own page, but you can find okay. everything from uh, that you need from the Elkhart Park. So look up City of Elkhart Parks and Recreation on Facebook. We'll pop right up. Um, and then our face or our website, of course, is elkhartindiana.org slash parks. So we try to keep it pretty simple. But uh, we also have a really cool activities guide that's on our website. And, you know, that should be front and center when you pull up to the site. And you can awesome. flip through the pages and, and really get an idea of what's coming up. Awesome. And like you mentioned, you do post, um, you know, about the farmer's market and some of the vendors that are going to be there. And so you can really start to plan out your weekend. Jameson, thank you so much uh, for joining us. And I hope that you'll come back in a few weeks and we can talk about some cool fall things that you've got planned. Oh, I would love that. It's a pleasure being here every time. I really, really appreciate it. Right, next up, I have Emma from 10,000 Villages located right in downtown Goshen with me. Welcome, Emma. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, thanks for being on the podcast. So Emma, can you tell the listeners just a little bit about yourself and how you found yourself at that wonderful store in downtown Goshen? Yeah, I, uh, I graduated college in 2020 and kind of found myself uh, not sure what to do. So I applied to 10,000 Villages and they were very impressed with, you know, my uh, interest in the global artisan work uh, and working with artisans. I also very much just enjoy working with 10,000 Villages as I had in the past in high school. So I have long-term connections uh, and always have been supportive of their mission. And now that I get to work with them, it's just a lot more fun. Work is 
you know, uh, fun and, and engaging. Um, and I get to engage with not just a bunch of people in the community, but also globally as well. So if the listeners aren't familiar with 10,000 Villages, they really do have an incredible mission. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that mission is? Yeah, 10,000 Villages, we're uh, a nonprofit and our mission is to provide opportunities to artisans around the world, especially in developing countries, to give them a way of life, you know, basic means such as food, education, healthcare, clean water, access to a lot of things that we take for granted here. Um, And we do that through bringing their products to U.S. markets uh, through fair trade relationships, which means uh, we focus on sustainability, transparent transactions, uh, the workplace that they're working in is safe and there's not any danger, there's no forced labor. And most of all, we're making sure we're putting uh, the planet first. So all, if not most, all of our product is um, sustainable, okay. uh, earth friendly. And- wow, that, I mean, that really is an incredible mission. And, and you mentioned, you know, it really is supporting those true quality of life amenities that everybody uh, globally should have. And one thing that I love about the particular Goshen store is it's been located in Goshen since 1977, which does that make it one of the earliest stores in that 10,000 village network? It makes it one of them for sure. Uh, We're celebrating 76 years of fair trade. So that sets us you know, back to, I think, 1946. Yeah. And when the whole organization started. So we are one of, we are definitely one of the older stores for sure uh, within the network. Um, Yeah. And we're, we're run by a board of directors, uh, a board store, which means we are owned locally. Um, We have a lot of confusion with customers and people who are like, well, there's other stores. Aren't you a corporation? Are you things like that. We are owned locally despite having network stores that are under the same name. Okay. Um, and we're, we're just contracted to 10,000 villages in certain ways so we can sell their product. But we oh, are, I like to emphasize that we are owned locally and that all of the money that comes and donations that come to our store yeah. go directly back to us so that way we can directly support the artisans. Oh, that is that is so awesome. And to know that you're locally owned, you know, just makes uh, shopping and supporting even better. So what kind of things can people find when they walk into the store? Wide variety of things. It's always a treasure hunt almost in a way when you come into the store. We have lots of items varying from home decor. Uh, we have kitchen items, lots of gift options. Uh, we have kids toys. We have these fuzzy little guinea pigs that everyone loves. I always encourage customers to walk around (laughs) them while they shop. And then, you know, kids are like begging their parents to buy it um, because it's so soft. We also sell jewelry uh, during the holiday season. We have a lot of nativities and ornaments, uh, things like that. We just, and we also sell some food items. Uh, We work with Soup of Success, uh, Elkhart County, and Uh they... Uh, provide some soups and cookie mixes. We also carry coffee and tea from Equal Exchange uh, and then some miscellaneous items like spices and 
oils and sauces from other vendors. As well. Oh my gosh. I mean, your store is filled with um, great gifts for people, um, great items to, you know, cook and bake with and all that. And you mentioned the soup of success soup is those mixes are wonderful. And I love that, you know, you're right in downtown Goshen and you can stop in there. You can grab a great gift there for a loved one. You can head over to the imagination spot, pick up a handmade card, and really just get everything done uh, right there. But now you mentioned that you are a board store and that you are under the 10,000 Villages Network. People can shop online if they need to, right? Yes. So we do have a landing page. Uh, when you want to shop online, we encourage customers to go to 10,000villages.com slash Goshen, okay. um, especially if they add that slash for the location, then mm -hmm. the store gets support or the store gets credit for any sales they purchase online. Um, that's also a landing page for a lot of information on events and where to find uh, our social media info, as well as like where to volunteer on that and site. And you do uh, partner with some great organizations uh, for those events. And I, I believe this year you're a part of the Michigan Mennonite Relief Sale. And you've got the Vintage Villages Auction, which is a super cool thing. Can you tell the listeners a little bit more about that? Yeah, Vintage Villages is definitely a, it's one of our biggest fundraisers of the year. Uh, we all, it's all donation supported. Uh, Customers and long-term supporters often bring in items that have been purchased from 10,000 Villages, whether it's our store or another store, uh, and they bring it in for this donation. And then we auction it off uh, in a sale. This year, we have 40 items to bid oh, wow. on. Uh, yeah, it's been a lot of work, and we're still getting some things organized for it. But yeah, 40 items or so. And then... We set it up in the store for people to come in and look at. Uh, and then we also have it online and ready for people to look at a week prior. So on August 14th is when it will go live. Okay. Doing, and then August 21st, which I believe is a Sunday, will be when it goes live for bidding. And then that's a full week. It'll go until 9 p.m. on Sunday, the 28th. Oh, that's um, per I mean, that's perfect where you can uh, kind of get the preview, come in and see it certainly do some shopping in the store while you're there. That sounds really, really fun. Yeah, and we also got a number of sponsors, community sponsors for this event, which is oh. something new we're trying. Uh, so on certain items, there'll be uh, a organization is willing to match up to a certain wow. amount of bid. So we have about four sponsors, which is wonderful. Um, and we're really excited about that. Uh, yeah. about you know, that so. Here in Elkhart County, we are uh, so blessed to have such a giving and loving community. And we see that in so many ways. You know, this week uh, going on in Goshen is the Elkhart County 4-H Fair, where at the end of the fair, they do the auction and the community steps up. You're talking about businesses matching donations. And we see that all the time, not just in July, not just in Goshen, uh, but certainly everywhere in Elkhart County. And it's just uh, so incredible to see that. Now, on top of donations and being able to purchase items, you, you are really driven by volunteers in your store. So if a, a resident or, you know, we, we get RVers that come here uh, for several months at a time, 
are you looking for volunteers? Do you need volunteers? And how can they get involved just outside of purchasing items? Yeah, we're always looking for volunteers for any period of time. Um, we actually just introduced a new tier for volunteering. Normally as a volunteer, you have to know the point of sale, but we've discovered that the point of sale might be something that scares people away and they're yeah. like, yeah, we're not quite sure. So we've added a level where as long as you know about the mission and you can help at checkout by packing packages or packing product uh -huh. um, and finding things for customers, uh, we could definitely use your help. We always try to have two volunteers on the store floor. Um, but yeah, we have, we always try to cater to uh, the volunteer skills. Uh, we have some volunteers that don't necessarily work on the store floor. Uh, some work on the floor, some are special uh, projects such as unpacking orders, fixing oh, yeah. broken items. Uh, we have someone that comes in and cleans weekly for us a little bit. Uh, someone that makes our jewelry boxes. There, so there's always just smaller tasks that don't necessarily require long-term commitment or lots of skill learned outside of what you already know. Um, but we have about 35 volunteers total and that includes board members. Okay. And then one staff member, which is myself. <laughs> uh, but we're very much entirely run by volunteers and yeah. rely a lot on that. And we do rely on that and like to note that because the lesser our costs on employees and staff yeah. um, but and operations in general, the more that we can give back to our artists and partners, the more that we can support um, that mission, the mission that we're here to <laughs> support. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I've been in the store and it is just beautiful and eclectic and gorgeous. And the pieces are so stunning. Uh, I'd be thrilled to receive them as gifts, and I know that I would be thrilled to give them as gifts. So everybody that's listening definitely needs to make plans to head down to 10,000 Villages. And you are right on Main Street. You're really easy to find. But Emma, can you remind uh, people exactly where you're at and that website URL and maybe uh, what your hours are and stuff? Yeah, so we are located on Main Street. We're located, I believe, on the east side of Main Street. Uh, and between Washington and Madison. So okay. even if you're walking up and down, oh yeah, you'll find us fairly easily, especially on the main chunk of uh, downtown Goshen. But if you're unable to obviously make it downtown, we also encourage shoppers to go to 10,000villages.com slash Goshen. Okay. Again, any purchases that are made uh, under that URL uh, gives us store credit and helps us kind of buy more products for the artisans and help support our store. Um, that is also a landing page for finding information on our auction, mm -hmm. uh, also for volunteering to find the application, uh, as well as social media and other information as well. Emma, thank you so much for joining us and filling us in on that great mission. Um, I'd love to have you back. We can talk about more things, especially when it gets towards the holidays, some of those cool uh, gift ideas that you've got going. Of course, thank you for having me. All right, I am excited to wrap up this segment with Derek from the Big and Tall Outlet here in Elkhart. Derek, welcome to the podcast. Howdy, thanks for having me. Absolutely. And you know, you have such a cool and unique store. But can you tell the listeners, first of all, how you found yourself there? 
Um, I've actually worked at Big and Tall Outlet here in Elkhart several times, um, considering that we are a small, locally owned business. Um, sometimes it's all hands on deck for, you know, with a family owned business. So um, I've worked um, in, in uh, you know, running the counter, uh, running the steamer, things like that. But um, I came on full time about 12 years ago. Okay, and this is a second generation shop. I mean, you know that you, you mentioned that it was family. And so, you know, tell us a little bit about the very beginnings of Big and Tall, because it's changed a little bit over the years. And what do you specialize in now? I mean, it's pretty obvious, but what do you specialize in now? Yeah, so in 1971, my in-laws, Greg and Kathy Heater, started Value Center. Um, and it moved around a couple of times in the early days um, they offered uh, men's, women's, children's clothing, all, all at, a, at, a, at a great savings and a great discount. Um, we've been here on Napanee Street in Elkhart, I think, since the late 70s. Okay. And we have uh, then transitioned in the mid-90s to Strictly Men's Big and Tall, and then eventually did change our name from uh, Value Center to Value Center Big and Tall to then Big and Tall Outlet. What does, you know, okay, so the listeners may not know because they're not seeing video. I am only five foot two. I have never qualified for tall anything. What is the definition of big and tall? As far as the definition, we start as far as the sizes we carry uh -huh. um, at a large tall. So that's going to be a, a size large in the body, but then taller in the body also. So um, those like t-shirts, hoodies, things like that, we yeah. carry those taller sizes for, for our taller shoppers. Uh -huh. um, then we go all the way up to like, uh, six or seven or even eight or 10 X um, okay. in the sizing also. So those are definitely things that are harder to find. You may be able to find, you know, um, a two X or a three X at other stores uh -huh. um, that carry regular sizes, but we specialize specifically in big and tall sizing. And the nice thing also, you know, you mentioned is that you guys can, can provide that at a really good value. You have really, really high quality items. You've got a huge selection of items but it's also not with a big and tall price tag, right? No, that's true. That's one of the things that we've tried to do um, for the last 50 years is to offer a great value to our shoppers. So we do our best to sell everything half price. So if, um, say, Ralph Lauren wanted $100 for a shirt, we're going to sell that shirt for $50. Um, if uh, another company wanted only $55 for a pair of jeans, we're going to sell those for $27.50. So a great savings to our customers. We do carry a couple items that we would consider um, a courtesy or a special order item for our customers. So we do carry Lee jeans that we don't sell at half price, Notre Dame apparel, um, okay. underwear, and packaged dress shirts. Those are all items that we order directly from those manufacturers, um, just as a convenience, and then try to sell them below the MSRP, but not quite okay. half off. Wow, that's, that is really incredible. And uh, you know, the listeners should go to your Facebook. You do a great job at showing what's in the store and you do a really awesome job at stylizing the clothes. So if, if people come in to the store, it's not just what I would consider, you know, an outlet store where you just see things, you really bring those articles of clothing to life and you help people pick out outfits, right? Yeah, we do our best to um, really help customers uh, find what they're looking for. So we'll ask a lot of questions when folks mm -hmm. come in to kind of figure out what we're dressing up for. Is this for a wedding, a funeral? Is this just for work or play or pleasure? Um, trying to figure out how to best assist them. 
Um, I know when it comes to things like suits and sport coats, our manager, Alan, does a really good job. He's been here 18 years. And so oh, he's, wow. he's really got a good eye for those sort of things as far as what size to start with when trying on a sport coat or a, or a dress shirt. Um, but then we carry everything from, you know, as you've seen in the videos, you know, team apparel, yeah. um, jeans, T-shirts, dress clothes. And we do our best to try to car carry as much as possible um, so that those items are available for our shoppers at a great price. And you do have an online store, but certainly the store in Elkhart uh, has much more, right? Yeah, so we have nearly 10,000 square feet of space here between our um, main level and then our bargain basement area. Um, but we do put um, some of our merchandise on our website at bigandtalloutlet.com. Now, because we're an outlet store, some mm -hmm. items we only get a couple of. And so we can't put those on the website. We just put those straight to the showroom floor and other items we get in abundance in certain colors, certain sizes. So we put those on the website. So we estimate maybe 10 to 15% of our actual inventory is represented on the website, which isn't a, a huge amount, um, but we do our best. And then Tracy does a great job of getting those shipped out um, every business day. You know, I've looked at the website and you do have a lot of items on there and people travel from really quite a distance to come to the store, right? Yeah, we um, have a couple of uh, billboards out on the toll road. And so folks will find those and find us when they're traveling across northern Indiana. Um, they don't even know we exist. They come in, they're um, usually shocked at the size of the store. Um, from the front of the store, it doesn't look all that large. And then when you come in, you realize how deep it really is and, yes. and how much selection we have. And folks are really excited. Um, they're used to shopping on on a website or on a catalog and not being able to like feel and try on. And the fact that we can they can come in, you know, find an abundance of items styles in their size and then be able to try those items on is usually a treat for, um, you know, a larger shopper. Derek, I got to know what type of styles are leaving your store the most frequently? I know that you've got beautiful suits, you've got lots of great ties. You have kind of some custom local ties sometimes for the local high schools, which is pretty cool. Uh, or I should say school districts. You can wear a tie at any grade for any sporting event, right? So it's not just high school. Yeah, uh, yeah. But what, what kind of things would you say are the must stop in and get at your store right now? Um, I know I mentioned the team apparel section, which is always uh, an increasingly popular section. Um, our, I had another item that I had thought of, but I kind of forget right now. Um, <laughs> but team, team apparel definitely is a, is a big thing. Um, jeans is definitely a big thing. But I think overall, um, talking to the managers, they said that, you know, our T-shirt selection, whether it's graphic T-shirts, plain T-shirts, yeah. is definitely something that people, you know, most of our shoppers are looking for. Um, we do carry a little bit of more, um, you know, high-end fashion. But um, I'll often tell those vendors when we buy them that like a lot of our shoppers um, here in Elkhart County are, you know, farmers and factory workers. And we don't um, necessarily need to dress up all that often, but we do carry suit, like you said, sport coats and those type of things also in case, you know, you've got a wedding, a funeral, things like that. And absolutely, you know, even for those special date nights, you want to look really nice. And I know that uh, everybody over there at the Big and Tall Outlet can help with that. Derek, can you remind the listeners of the website and where you're located and uh, how they can connect with you? Yeah, we're located at 1333 South Napanee Street here in Elkhart. Um, our website is bigandtalloutlet.com. And you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I believe that's about it for the social medias. Um, like you said, I do often do the videos for yeah. uh, Facebook. I'm trying to give a personal experience and where you can actually see the clothing online. 
Um, sometimes when we post just photos on those Facebooks, they don't uh, don't really, you know, kind of give you a, the best idea, whereas the video does better. Um, but yeah, if, if your customers, sorry, if your listeners um, ever have <laughs> any questions, um, they can give us a call. Um, our number is 574-293-0111. And we're open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. and closed on Sundays. Wow. You know, those are a lot of store hours, certainly with the website. Uh, you can do a little pre-shopping, stop in, pick up those great outfits. Uh, there is no excuse not to stop at the big and tall outlet. And like you said, you do carry everything from the large tall, which is nice for a lot of people. I mean, you never want the short t-shirts, right? Nobody wants that. Um, and then those uh, extended sizes for your customers. Derek, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to wrap up this segment. Um, as always, it is a joy to talk to the well-crafted people and places here in Elkhart County, and we are proud of all of the spots along the Heritage Trail. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, have a wonderful day. Absolutely. You too. Learn more about Elkhart County, Indiana at visitelkhartcounty.com and plan your next adventure. Join us next time for more well-crafted stories about the people and places along the Heritage Trail.